Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutruwita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast. Welcome to the podcast. Look, what you're going to get today on today's show is a really nice synopsis of all things Highlands Bushfest. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I had a good time and I still didn't even cover everything off. You did. didn't. You wrapped up the show today with something that I think you should have probably began the show with about the Highlands Bushfest chips. Well, you have to stick around. We also caught up with Peter Forty Ford. And we talked about Maddie Rewalt's vision as well, raising funds for bone marrow failure syndrome. And we chatted with Harry Woolley, who's doing an incredible thing over the next 25 days. He's already done it for 75 days. He's got 25 more days to go. Absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. And we found out some interesting stuff from the Bureau of Meteorology Tubes. (laughs) Yeah. Here's what you missed. Big weekend for Tubesy. Big weekend for Tubesy. Had a bit on. Had a bit on. I was go, go, go all weekend. We had some illness in our house as well. Our daughter Molly probably has tonsillitis again for the third time in three months. Poor thing. Oh, Molly. Which is no good. And Erin's a bit snotty and it was her birthday on Saturday. Happy birthday, Erin. Happy birthday, Erin. Forgot to give her a shout out on Friday. We were talking about it off air though. Of course we were. the thought that counts. Of course we were. I didn't forget that it was her birthday, You didn't. We were talking about... I know. (laughs) You sound like you're not really, but you you didn't forget. But I did forget to give her a shout out, so happy birthday to Erin. Happy birthday, Erin. One of the great human beings of this entire earth. Um, But yes, a very big active weekend for Mm -hmm. Tubesy was was everywhere. You were everywhere. I was literally everywhere. (laughs) And I tell you what, I went on a few different drives too. Yeah, I, I achieved a lot. I achieved a lot. What did you get up to, Hobart? Oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three. Text us in what you did on the weekend. We'll give you a ticket in the meat tray. Did anyone do more than tubes? Oh, I'm sure they did. People, everybody's busy, mate. Everybody's. <laughs> I I hate it when people go up to me and say, "Tubes, geez, you're busy." I'm like, everybody is actually busy, and also hate it when I go to a mate and say, "What have you been up to?" Oh, not much. Just been real busy. Well, tell so me, has tell been, me what you've been not, doing. It's not not much. It's a lot. I want to know exactly what you've been doing. Oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three is the text line. Tell us what you've been up to on the weekend. I had a big one, and I'll go into that a little bit later on Can't during wait. the show. Going to break down the Highlands Bushfest, mm-hmm. which was actually brilliant. It was. It was so much fun. Had a great time in the Central Highlands over the weekend. It's triple. Tessa Randello is also here to give us an update on all things news. Good morning, Tessa. Good morning. What is making news? So some interesting political stuff happening at the moment. The Shadow Education Minister, Josh Willey, says he's going to try and switch houses and go for the seat of Clark, mm-hmm. while Jackie Lambie Network says they're going to try and get candidates for every electorate except for Clark. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have to remember that the election is not supposed to happen until 2025, but Jackie Lambie reckons it's going to be May next year. Labor mm-hmm. reckons it's going to be early next year. It's going to be called early. So they're kind of getting their ducks in a row. They're getting ready to go, basically. Yeah, so I 
think I thought we'd be going to an election this year, like mm. the way things are going in it's, Parliament. But I don't think that would have been by choice, though, right? No, it seemed like that would have been their hand had been forced. Yes. If things had changed with how Elise Archer left, we may already be in an election well, cycle. Yeah. Let's not forget that uh, Lara Alexander and John Tucker also defected mm-hmm. from the Liberal Party, hence why we're on this tenterhooks mm-hmm. of being potentially in hung Parliament. It's, and it's been a pretty chaotic year for the <laughs> for Parliament, really. I also did see, while we're talking about election, election things, mm. I did see that Brendan Blomley, the Mayor of the Clarence City Council... Mm-hmm. Was he wanted to be a pre-selection for the Senate for yes. the Liberal Party? And oh. He missed out there. I also think that here's a Tuesday tip. Tuesday mm-hmm. prediction. You can almost guarantee Erica Betts will run for Franklin you for the Lib- for the Liberal Party. Yeah. Who try and make a comeback? I, I I almost guarantee that we will see Erica Betts back in politics. I, that's just a just a. But you reckon state this time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Running in Franklin. Okay. Just a, I just feel like we'll see him run and I think he'll probably get in too. So there you go. Some interesting developments there, Tessa, with Parliament. And and I think given that Josh Willey is the shadow minister for education, Mm -hmm. I think he has to spend a bit of time in the lower house as the, as the, like a a shadow minister Mm -hmm. essentially for the government. So might make sense for him to just be sitting in the green chairs instead of the red ones. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Let's get to some gold, Tessa. Gold. So North Melbourne has made it into the AFLW Grand Final. It's the first time they did it, and they did it in the most stressful way possible with a one-point win over Adelaide. It was unbelievable. So Adelaide three-time premiers, North mm-hmm. Melbourne hadn't. Hadn't been in a grand, oh, might have been in a grand final, but never won a premiership. But they've been in a grand final. I don't before. believe they've been in a grand yeah, final before. They've been I think this pre- is their first time. Prelims a couple mm-hmm, of times, mm-hmm. and they are, of course, the North Melbourne Tasmania Kangaroos. Yes. Let's not forget that, although it is sort of being dropped off the radar a little bit as far as the AFLW is concerned, I guess, because we've been announced having our own license in a couple of years' time. But it's really great. There's a lot of players that are playing in. The North Melbourne Kangaroos, including Mia King, uh, Nicole Bresnahan, and Ellie Gravelas, who are all our North Melbourne Tasmanian Kangaroos representatives. Uh, of course, Nicole Bresnahan is the vice captain. So mm-hmm. hopefully, I I honestly think that they're playing Brisbane. Yes. Yeah. I think we will see Nicole Bresnahan being the vice captain of a premiership side. That's my hot tip early. I love it. There we go. Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom. Always good to chat to you. Triple M Breakfast. <laughs> I'm just looking at the weather forecast. And today it says, Hobart, possible drizzle and 16 <laughs> degrees. And for Signet, you've got drizzle at times. Tubes is still baffled by well, <laughs> the weather forecast that there's going to be a drizzle today. And it's not just a drizzle. It's a possible drizzle. I want to know... What's the difference between a drizzle and a shower? Like I feel a- like a shower's a bit more. A drizzle's just like a little bit. Okay. A I- drizzle's probably like a little. I feel like Snoop Dogg might be doing, <laughs> might be, <laughs> might be, might have taken over the Bureau of Meteorology because it's your drizzle, my drizzle. It's drizzling. It's drizzling <laughs> in drizzle. It's going to be drizzle at times in Signet. It's going to be drizzle at times in Huonville. 
so I feel like a shower is like a bit more consistent. So it's only light, but it's just like a consistent thing. Whereas I feel like a well, drizzle would be just a little bit of rain here and there. I guess the good news is we're talking with the Bureau of Meteorology to get your full forecast for the week, Hobart. And I am definitely asking the folks at the Bureau what the difference between a drizzle and a shower is. So you can stick around if you want to know the difference. You know what I want to know? What's the difference between partly cloudy and mostly sunny? The, I think the ratio of cloud in the sky. But I think drizzle is something you do with your honey on your porridge. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the Highlands Bushfest. Yes, so you did this both Saturday and Sunday, right? Correct, yeah, both days. And it was raining. Mm -hmm. I would say it was showers. It wasn't drizzling. It was showers (laughs) in Bothwell on Saturday. But people still came in. It was awesome. And this is is what's so funny. So I turned up a bit early because I wasn't entirely sure what I had to do. Yeah, you, you like to be prepared. I like to be prepared. Mm-hmm. So I got there a little bit early, not not super early, just, you know, 30. I wasn't actually sure how long it was going to take me to get to Bothell, to be honest. How long does that, it take to get to Bothell? Only about an hour. Okay. You know, but at that time of morning, it was probably only 55 minutes. Yep. So I got there a little bit early. I, I needed to get there early because I needed to be briefed and mm-hmm. whatever. So I turned up and it was raining and I felt really bad because I thought, oh, the rain's going to keep people away. Yeah. But it was awesome. The first person that I saw, so I'm sitting in the grandstand at the Bothell Footy Club. The first fella I saw, I'm rugged up in a jacket, long pants, boots, got my umbrella because it's raining, had my microphones and was going through my notes. And I was one of the first sort of people there. The first bloke I saw rolled around behind the grandstand, come in front of the grandstand, which I was sitting in. He had thongs on, (laughs) stubby shorts, and a T-shirt. That's Tazzy. And he was just rolling through. And I'm like, I couldn't help myself. I'm like, mate, are you okay? (laughs) Like upstairs? And he goes, what? I said, are you okay upstairs? And he goes... What are you talking about? I said, it's about four degrees <laughs> and you're wearing flip-flops and stubbies. Oh, God. <laughs> and he just goes, what are you talking about? This is beautiful weather. I said, okay, no worries. He goes in and he gets changed because he's the mobile butcher. So he's the bloke oh. that comes in and, and goes to farms and breaks down the carcasses for all the, all the, uh, all the farmers. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, don't worry, I'm getting changed. He goes into his van, his little van, and he comes out, got changed. Yeah. Wearing a T-shirt, stubby shorts, and boots. He changed his <laughs> footwear. That was so funny. Phil Skinner's his name, one of the great blokes. I'll tell you what, I watched him all weekend. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. To see what he did. There was so much going on at the Bothell Bush Fest. We're going to Sorry, go into that a little a bit later. A butcher whose name, whose last name's Skinner. Correct. You would love that. I I didn't make too many jokes about it. He made a few jokes in his <laughs> in his setup, but it was brilliant, brilliant fun. It's triple M breakfast. Rhea, I'm I'm going to talk about this a little bit this morning mm-hmm. because it was such a good time. I had so much fun at the Bothwell. I'm oh, sorry, the Highlands Bush Fest at Bothwell. Yeah. I was told it was called the Bothell Bush Fest, but it's not. 
It's the ninth time they've had the Highlands Bush Fest, and it's put on by the Central Central Highlands Council, and the mayor was there. We had all the councillors, and I tell you what, it was a perfect example of community coming together. Amazing. There was the shout-out, quick shout-out to, to the Boffle Bucks, the cricket club. Oh, okay. Who were there cooking amazing chicken burgers, and you know me, I'm a bit of a chicken burger fan. You are. Had a chicken burger there. Uh, and also the Bothell Rabbits, the footy club, who were running the bar as well. And let me tell you, the community just came together. And it was raining on Saturday, but people came out in their droves. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fantastic to meet so many different people that I'd never met before. Yeah, I met... Um, Walter the Whip, who'd come down from Queensland to oh. put on a whip show. Oh, I love those whip shows. They're really cool. Legitimately, Walter the Whip was cracking whips like nobody's business. <laughs> Two at a time across the front of his body. <laughs> he had one that had a chain, and when he whipped oh. that one, it was like a jet going past. Oh, like loud? Wow. I, I had a turn at cracking the whip, and he taught me how to do it. Were you terrible at it? Uh, yes, and that's <laughs> not a reflection on me as a human being. That's a reflection on how hard it is yes, to crack a whip. Yes. So the first time I cracked the whip with him, he was behind me almost like, you know, someone practicing with a golf swing. <laughs> he goes, just like that. And then the first time I got it and it went, bang. I'm yep. like, yeah. Second time, bang. Third time, tubes, he got a bit cocky. <laughs> And I, I really gave it to it because I wanted to whip it like he was whipping it. And I've whipped my arm nearly oh. clean off. It cracked me straight down Ow. the shoulder and nearly whipped my arm off. Did you have a bruise? Uh, I wanted to cry, but because I was at the bush fest, I had to suck those tears back in the eye, eye ducts. And the tear ducks, and I walked off, and I just had a little sort of moment to myself oh, over geez. in the corner. Oh, my God, it hurt. It would have. It hurt so bad. And there was salami making. There was a survivalist, uh-huh. a Tasmanian survivalist, who was who's actually taken people who've approached him. Yeah, Alex Milam, his name was. Because you were keen for this in the lead up that you wanted to find out about bush survivalists. Well, he's trained Isn't... people. He's trained people on how to go on the TV show alone. Oh, imagine him on the TV show alone. Well, I think they don't take survivalists yeah, because cause... they'd be out there forever. <laughs> They'd, be out, they'd just be out there, just be living. That's very true. Oh, it was so much fun, though, and Nadine and the team did an amazing job of of just getting it all together, and local artisans as well. Sophie Brazendale is mm-hmm. her name. Sophie's fantastic. She had her, her and her nana knit quilts. Oh, and they were, nice. It was awesome. So shout out to Sophie. Unbelievable stuff. It was absolutely brilliant. I've got more... I, I, I did so many things that I've never done before. That's good. It's good to try new things. And it was funny because I was the MC and I was telling people to go and do these things and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> well, that's how you know it's a good event, and right? And I did. Good. Luke Sharkey was there teaching people how to take photos properly with their phones. Nice. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it was just a brilliant community event. Alex Melitzis from the Bureau of Meteorology. And let me tell you, I have some questions. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Tubes and Rhea. How are you? It's great to have you here. We like to forecast the next couple of days across southern Tasmania. What, what's the outlook looking like for the week, Alex? We've got a pretty cool week ahead uh, over the coming uh, sort of five to, five to seven days. Uh, basically, uh, we're in a bit of a cool 
south to southeasterly airstream that'll maintain, and that's just going to keep uh, sort of cloudy conditions. Maybe the odd little light bit of drizzle from time to time uh, today and tomorrow and, and Wednesday and Thursday, and uh, temperatures generally around sort of three degrees below average. So. Currently, we're 10 degrees at the uh, weather station at Battery Point, and we're expecting a top of uh, 16 degrees today. So that's about three degrees below average for this time of year. So, Alex, I've looked at the forecast. I've given people a little bit about what's happening today. And today, for the first time since I've been doing radio for Mm. 18 months, it has come up on the Bureau of Meteorology that there is a possible drizzle. Now, what is the difference between a (laughs) drizzle and a shower, Alex? Okay, so drizzle comes from a very low cloud and it's that very light sort of, you know, that light persistent um, persistent sort of rainfall uh, and you, you only expect to see very, very low rainfall amounts with that. Showers come out of those sort of convective clouds, the cumulus clouds that look a bit like cauliflowers and they can be very hit and miss. So, you know, you could get a millimetre of rain but, the you know, the bloke down the road gets gets nothing at all. So... More variable, and um, yeah, so and then you got rain, which is out of big sort of um, stratus clouds, which are just a persistent heavier rainfall. So we do mean something different when we say drizzle, showers, or rain. And drizzle's very, very light, uh, persistent sort of uh, rainfall. But uh, I think we'd be pretty unlucky to get uh, get to get drizzle today. It's uh, probably just going to be a bit of a dreary, cloudy day. Okay, and. Another follow-up question, if you don't mind, Alex. What is yep. the difference between partly cloudy and mostly sunny? Uh, it's probably more to do with the, the mood of the meteorologist. <laughs> on, on, on. That's what we were thinking um, with drizzle. I'm glad that you've said it about something. Yeah. So, look, I'm more of a mostly sunny kind of guy. but uh, So, it's but whether you're an optimist. Think, uh, exactly. Right. Good <laughs> yeah. to know. But. But look, I don't think we'll be seeing much sun over the next few days. We might get a little glimpse this afternoon. Uh, but yeah, pretty pretty cloudy period. And I will just say that we are tracking a um, a low pressure system off sort of southeast Australia later this week. And so that could bring us some more decent rainfall on Friday and Saturday. So look, just keep an eye out there. We could see, uh, you know, a good 20 millimetres of rain or, or maybe even more on Friday and Saturday. Very low sort of certainty with that, so if we're not sure it's going to happen, but but just keep an eye out. That's probably the next sort of window of interesting weather next uh, next Friday. Well, Alex Melitzis from the Bureau of Meteorology, maybe that rain on Friday will take your glass from being half full to fully full. Good on you, Alex, <laughs> the Optimus <laughs> Bureau of Meteorologist, right there. Thanks so much for your time, Alex. Thanks, guys. All the best. It's triple M breakfast. Sometimes, Hobart, you send us a text message that really piques my interest. After doing my first ever half marathon just over a week ago, mm-hmm. you sent us a message and said that there was a gentleman called Harry who was doing 100 half marathons in 100 days to raise funds for the Peter Mac, Peter Mac Cancer Research Centre in Melbourne. We've got that man, Harry, on the line right now. Harry Woolley, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? For starters, Harry, absolutely crazy that you are doing a half marathon, 21.1 kilometres every single day. What day are you up to? Today is day 75. Uh, 76, sorry. 76 76 of of 100. Yep. 
Okay. First <laughs> wow. things first. It 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 beggars belief to know that you are doing that every single day. You're 76 days in. Tell us why you're doing it, Harry. Um, just after a couple of bad COVID years. Um, this year didn't start too well either. I had a couple of um, really traumatic news um, just in my personal life. So I wanted to do instead of writing 2023 off, I wanted to um, make something of it. Um, so I thought of probably the hardest thing I could do and, and here we are. So what was um, so, that devastating news that you got, Harry? Uh, my, my brother was diagnosed with cancer. Um, I had some um, experience with domestic violence as the, uh, on the receiving end and my grandfather died unexpectedly. I'm so sorry to hear that, Harry. And uh, if you need help out there, the 1-800-RESPECT is a 24-hour national domestic uh, family and sexual violence counselling and support. You can reach them on 1-800-737-732. Sorry to hear that, Harry. But you're doing this particularly for your brother. Uh, Yes, yeah. So your brother was diagnosed with a a brain tumour, essentially, Harry. Yeah. And how's that been for you and your family, Harry? Um, really, really difficult. Um, yeah, along with along with the other couple of things, it's just been hard to um, yeah keep keep moving. So um, the objective of this run was just to do something really, really difficult. Um, I guess to make things everything else a little bit easier. Um, I, lots of people don't can't make sense of that, but it's. Um, it's working a treat for me. Is it about perspective, Harry? Yeah, and about building uh, resilience as well. Um, like I think if I can if I can wake up every day and and run this far and um, kind of write the rest of the day off because I'm so knackered, it, it makes everything else a little bit easier for myself anyway. And how are you going with your fundraising? You are raising funds for Peter Mack, the amazing cancer research centre and rehabilitation centre in Melbourne. How's that all going, Harry? Uh, good. I'm, I'm up to about $32,000 this year, I think. So uh, my goal is 100000 so a bit behind. But yeah, 30000 is a good, great start. Absolutely amazing, Harry. You're 76 days into running 21 kilometres every single day for 100 days. You've got 24 days, 25 days today. I assume you haven't done... Have you done your marathon today yet? Uh, I've done two and a half kilometres. Two and a half oh, kilometres wow. into... So we've got your mid-run, Harry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting on the river now, though. Excellent. Harry Woolley is running 100 half marathons for 100 days straight. Where can people go if they want to help you raise funds, Harry? Uh, the easiest way to find the Peter Mac donation link would be through my Instagram, which is Harry on the Run One Hundred. Harry on the one on the Run One Hundred. That is a mouthful, yep. but it's absolutely unbelievable, mate. I've done one half marathon in my life. <laughs> it was the hardest half marathon that I've ever done, and apparently it was pretty tough. <laughs> For everyone else as well, but was Harry, that the point to pinnacle? It most certainly was, and I'm yeah, yeah. my body's still a bit cooked from it, to be honest. <laughs> I I did that, and then um, when I got to the top, I ran ran back down. <laughs> now he's just bragging. I think I actually think <laughs> I'm genuinely think I saw you, Harry, running. Did you have a knockoff run club hat on? Of course I did. Yep, yeah, I've Harry. I saw you, and my immediately my immediate thought was because I was at about the 15k mark. My immediately thought was. 
he's already run 21K and so he's come back. He's up to 26 kilometres before I've even done the full. That was unbelievable, Harry. Harry on the run 100 is where you head to raise help raise funds for Peter Mac. Harry, I'm so happy to hear that you are on the mend. You've found that space of mental happiness. I know there are some challenges coming for you and your family and our thoughts are with your brother, Charlie, who is going through some tough times right now. But Harry, you're an inspiration, mate. Thank you so much for joining us on Triple M. Thank you very much for having me. Triple M Breakfast. I want to talk about what I did on Friday night, Ria. Mm-hmm. On Friday, I went to Blunston Arena yeah. to MC the Work and Training Trainee and Apprenticeship Awards and Graduation Ceremony. Nice. Yes, was, how was it? It was excellent. There were so many great stories and I... I was really uh, inspired mm-hmm. by some of the stories that were put out there. Yeah. There was a, a lady called um, Miriam Azizi. Okay. And she was doing her, I think, her second year apprenticeship in dental assistance or yep. dental hygiene. And her story was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So she came to Australia as a refugee in 2016. Wow. And because she was a refugee, she was only educated until year eight because as a refugee, she had no right to education here in Australia. Wow, okay. An incredible story. So seven years ago, she came here, had to learn English on the side, was uh, accepted into Australia as a refugee mm-hmm. and then went and educated herself and now has a certificate three in dental assistance. And the, the amount of support that she spoke about when she talked from work and training was unbelievable. Yeah. It was such an inspiring story to go from seven years ago to not being able to speak English to having a full-time job and supporting her family now is absolutely amazing. That and is there amazing. were so many great stories like that. Just want to shout out the trainee of the year who was Ella Phillips who got her certificate three in business through work and training. Ella works at Ambulance Tasmania. Well done to Ella. And Apprentice of the Year for his certificate in plumbing at Renewed Plumbing was Tom Morgan. So well done to the Trainee of the Year, Ella Phillips, and Apprentice of the Year, Tom Morgan. For more information, you can go to workandtraining.com.au. They have so many jobs up there. If you are thinking about starting an apprenticeship or traineeship, that is a great place to start. They have jobs there now, workandtraining.com.au. And like I said, the support and... uh, help that they give all of their people yeah. in that system is unbelievable. The, the amount of people that got up there and talked about the support, like I kept, yeah. kept coming back to that word support. It's It was unbelievable. Great night and well done to all of the award winners, but particularly the trainee of the year, Ella Phillips, and the apprentice of the, of the year, Tom Morgan. That's fantastic. And it's not, we spoke with Leanne last week, Tubes, about it from work and training. It's not just your typical traits. So there, there is stuff like dental assistant and all these other things that you you probably would not even think would be considered a trade that you can get into. So and they have great partnerships with all of these local businesses. So there were carpenters, there were mechanics, there yeah. was fabrication, there were boilermakers, but there was also business, dental. Um, uh, what was the other one that amazed me? Oh, aged care. Oh, aged amazing. Care. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant stuff. So well done to all of the winners and well done to work and training. That, that website again. To give them a quick plug, workandtraining.com.au. If you want to go and try it out, that's the place to go. they got jobs up there right now. It's Triple M Breakfast. Peter Forty Ford is Australia's number one entertainment reporter and he joins us live. Good morning, Forty. 
Good morning to you both. How was the send-off for Johnny Ruffo? Well, by all accounts, it was beautifully done. So this was the memorial held at his old high school, Belcatta High School in Perth. And they could fit about 350 people into the hall there. Well, those seats were gone within a second. And about another 350 people stood up and watched the whole thing. And it was just so beautifully done for a whole bunch of reasons. I mean, it wasn't a funeral, so it can afford it to be a little bit more upbeat. But, of course, it's still incredibly sad. And his partner, Tani, got up and spoke, which they didn't think she was going to do. She left it right until the last minute to say, yeah, I'm going to do it. And you can imagine not a dry eye in the house because she said people keep referring to me as being his partner. Uh, I was actually his soulmate, and he was mm. my soulmate. Mm. And then Lynn McGranger uh, got up and spoke, because she's Irene in Home and Away, and you can imagine, again, she just delivered the most beautiful eulogy. But the best part about it all was, and I think I told you last week, that the family had said, please, no filming at all or photography inside the event. And I, I, to be honest with you, I thought, oh, there's not a hope in hell that's going to happen. People just instantly these days take out the cameras. I was wrong. I don't say that too often, but uh, nobody did it. As far as we know, everybody respected the family's wishes, and I think that's wonderful. That is wonderful for you. Yeah. And Nat Bass has stepped out with her girlfriend for the first time for you. Oh, yeah. So uh, over the weekend, Christina Aguilera was in Melbourne, and Nat Bass was working at, at the show. And she had her new partner, Pip, a female partner. That was a big news story a week or two ago that she's now taken up in a relationship with Pip. And she's still on really good terms with her husband. Obviously, the kids are all embraced Pip. So it's one of those nice stories where everything seems to be working out and people are finding their own happiness, even as it means, you know, they're not going to be together. But in this case, it's working out nicely. Oh, that is good. A not-so-nice story is the feud between Hall and Oates. What's happening there, Forty? Well, that was a bit of a mystery when that broke the other day because there was no information as to what it was about. And then, of course, the big story became that Daryl Hall had taken out a restraining order against John Oates. So it almost sounded like a physical thing, a physical threat. But it turns out it's all about the fact that John Oates wants to sell his share of all the big hit songs through the decades, sell it off and get the cash straight mm. up, as a lot of artists have been doing in recent years. And there's a whole variety of reasons why people might want to do that. But certainly it seems Daryl Hall does not want to do that. And that's what the fight is about. So it's going to be a very interesting legal battle to see who actually you know, is able to sell or not able to sell. Yeah. And lastly, Forty, Ozzy Osbourne wants to play one last show. Well, you know, he's been so crook and he's battling Parkinson's, and, but he's got an aim, and that's really important if you've got a real serious illness, you know, to have something to aim for. And he wants to do one last show. So he could never go on the road touring again, but maybe it's possible. I'd love to see him do it, even if it was only just like a guest spot, doing a little medley or something, just to give him that chance to get up there and, hear the roar of the crowd again and feel the love. Well, Peter Forty Ford, it's always good to catch up with you. You seem to have your finger on the pulse with all things entertainment. We'll catch you on Friday. Thank you. See you then. I did already mention this young lady, but I did tell her that 
whilst I was at the Highlands Bushfest that I would mention her because she's waiting for the bus. Oh, nice. So, hello to Sophie from Sophie's Crafty Creations. Is Sophie the one that makes uh, knits Quil- rugs, quilts? Quilts yep. with her nan. Very cool. Amazing. A young business person. She's off to grade six this morning on the bus. Hello Sorry, to she's only in grade six. Grade six. You missed that earlier. Already a business person. Amazing. Well done, Sophie. Hello to you and your family and James, who played cricket for Gretna on the weekend. And you wouldn't have thought that any cricket was played yesterday, but I got told that it doesn't rain at Gretna. Oh. Doesn't rain at Gretna f- Cricket Oval. Interesting. Very rarely do they get their games called off. So huh? well done to James. Uh, oh, his game got called off because he was playing at rugby. But the Gretna, oh. <laughs> the, Gretna, the Gretna team that Sophie plays for, they won. They won Very their cool. first, I think, their first game of the year. So well done. Shout out to Sophie and the team at Sophie's Crafty Creations. I'll tell you what I did do at the, the Highlands, Highlands Bush, Bush Fest. Fest. They were raising money for the local gun club. Okay. Local trap shooting club. Yeah. So I went and had a shot of a shotgun. <gasps> you shot a gun? Yep. James. Yep. And Have raised, you done that before? Uh, like once, but I never, like, not proper trap shooting. Right. So I went out and uh, put on my headphones. Like I was, not my headphones. I was thinking I'd have to put on like <laughs> earmuffs. <laughs> no, nah, not. They weren't doing that. So I was standing around. There was a heap of people there and they were all like, oh, here we go. Tubes here. Let's see how many goes. And so I was... Got a bit lippy. <laughs> and I, I missed the first one by absolute miles because, oh, no. it, if I'm honest, it scared me a bit. It was it very loud. And then it kicked the gun, went boom, right into my shoulder, which I basically whipped off the day before with the <laughs> wall to the whip with the crack in the whips. few injuries yeah. from the yeah. bush vest. And then I got six out of ten. Six out of ten I got. That's not bad. That's pretty good. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. They weren't lipping after that, were they? No, they wouldn't the, have been. And the I think, peanut gallery. <laughs> I think the bottle might have rubbed off on your tubes because you were in a flatty to work oh, today. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I genuinely loved it. I had a great time. You're embracing at the it. the Highlands Bushfest. It was great. Can't wait, for, can't wait for next year. It's triple M breakfast. November has been an important month for Maddie Rewalt's vision. It's about giving hope to patients with bone marrow failure syndromes for Maddie's month. To talk us through what that is all about is Fiona Rewalt. Good morning, Fiona. Good morning. How are you? For starters, can you tell us a little bit about Maddie Rewalt's vision? Um, we founded Maddie Rewalt's vision in 2015, uh, not long after we lost our daughter Maddie. Um, because we we felt this enormous gap um, of knowledge, of support, of everything really. Um, so what we wanted to do was ultimately find a cure for bone marrow failure syndromes. We've made a huge impact um, since then. We're you know into research and patient and family support. We've funded uh, so far 36 research projects. Uh, We've committed over $8 million to research and secured over $22 million in leverage funding. That is an Uh, incredible achievement, Fiona. Unbelievable. Now, Maddie's game is synonymous with the AFL, obviously with 
your son and Maddie's brother Nick and Maddie's cousin and your nephew Jack in the game of St Kilda and Richmond, which has been an yeah. enormous part. But November's an important month for no for for Maddie Rewalt's vision. Tell us why. Um, Maddie's month in November is um a, a an amazing thing that um has been going now for golly since two thousand and sixteen. Um, wonderful um, company called Flavorite, who are glass house produce growers, um, approached us and said that they would like to help us. Um, and during November, they donate 15 cents from each product that um, is marked um, in purple with Maddie's, Maddie's Vision uh, logo. Um, and is exclusive to Coles as well. Um, so we aim to raise $100,000 for research and patient family support this month, um, as well as raising awareness of bone marrow failure syndrome. So Maddie's month has raised, as I said, 700000 since 2016 um, because of the generosity of Flavorite and the support of Coles. So... You know, if if people can shop for these products when they see them at Coles, put some in your trolley because you will help change lives. And it's um, they have just been amazing flavour. I cannot thank them enough. Fiona, why is it so important to raise funds and awareness for bone marrow failure syndromes? Well, basically, the only way that that any research can take place is um, with funding. That's the bottom line. We, we need the funds to be able to research. Um, and also MRV has um, put in place some other initiatives, such as we have put in place Australia's only telehealth nurse, and that is dedicated to those or all those impacted by bone marrow failure uh, syndrome. So it supports, so far, 85 patients and families. Um, it's a, just a vital service. Um, we've also just started a peer support program which provides a safe and confidential environment for patients and families to come together and share their their experiences, their lived experiences and any challenges they have um, and to help them navigate their treatment journey. But there is so much more to do. As um, Fiona has just said, you can still get involved by buying specially marked Flavorite products like vine rape and cherry t- trust tomatoes, capsicums, tomato, uh, other varieties of tomatoes that are specially marked at Coles. Maddie Revolt's Vision has done an amazing job improving the awareness and research of bone marrow failure syndromes across Australia. Fiona Rewalt, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You're welcome. Just want to talk about the... Tassie Convoy for Kids raising money for the Royal Hobart Hospital. Yes, they had that on Sunday, on Saturday tubes. They most certainly did. And I called in on the way back from my engagement. The Bothell Bush Fest. No. Sorry, the Highlands Highlands Bush Bush Fest Fest. at Bothell. Yes. Uh, Called in with them on the way home, but it was Erin's birthday, so I couldn't stick around. I had to come home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, 
so on my way back, I thought, oh, I'll go home the way that they're coming. And I stopped at the roundabout where Bridge, the roundabout at Bridgewater. So, yeah. you know, we turn off to Cove Hill there. Yeah. And I saw them and I thought, I'll jump out of the, out of the car and give them all a wave. And I lost count at 70 trucks. Wow. There were so many trucks. So many. Oh, and my god! Well done to the team at the Southeast Suns Women Football Club and the Tasmanian Quarter Horse Association because it was such a fantastic effort to get that many people. It was unbelievable. 70, over 70 trucks. Unbelievable. That is so many and trucks. So we'll get an update from Emma Bygrave and the team. But what I loved about it was that there were people just going, ha-ha, toot-toot, ha-ha. And I didn't even have to do You know the international sign for honk your air horn? Which is like a muscles symbol kind of. Pulling down. Pulling down. Yep. That was it. That was that. (laughs) I didn't even have to do it. I just waved They were just already doing it. And amazing. Amazing to see so many trucks. And they were all beautiful trucks. And what a great cause. Because they had the best dressed truck, right? They most certainly did. They most certainly did. So... The top 10 trucks all won prizes, and it was just brilliant. 75 trucks, unbelievable. It's Triple M Breakfast. Let's get into it. Let's do some Tassie trivia. Jeff from Unifolk is back. Good morning, Jeff. Morning. What's been going on? How was your weekend? Pretty quiet. Did you do any studying, did you, Jeff? I did not. (laughs) He doesn't need to study. He's too loose for that. All right, Jeff. Well, (laughs) test your buzzer. Jeff. Beautiful. You'll be taking on Megan from Risen Vale. Good morning, Megan. Morning. What's happening in your world, Megan? I just did the um, daycare drop-off and going to go and finish, hopefully, my Christmas shopping. Ah. How was daycare drop-off this morning, Megan? Yeah, good. They like it, so that's good. How many have you got dropping off? Um, Dropped two off and I've got one in the car with me. Hands full today, Megan. I'll tell you what, hands full. Can you test your buzzer, please? Megan. Megan's from Risen Vale taking on Jeff from New Norfolk in Creative's $50,000 first home builders boost on now by Creative Homes. Tazzy trivia here on Triple M. Let's get into it. You buzz in with your name. If you get two questions right, you get $200 because Jeff is loose and he's risked 100 bucks. <laughs> Question number one. The Tasman Bridge is currently lit up in what colour for the UN internet? Megan. Megan. Orange. Correct, Ooh. Megan. Lucky. You got that one beautifully. Remember, if you buzz in before I've given you the options, you need to give the right answer. It is for the UN International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. For more information, head to un.org. Question number two. What festival was held on the weekend at the Central? Jeff. Jeff? Uh, Bushfest. It was Bushfest, Jeff. Well done. We are getting to a tiebreaker here. Now, this one is not multiple choice, okay? So if you know the answer, buzz in when I finish the question. This one is not multiple choice. Spell snug. Megan. Oh, Megan, just. (laughs) S-N-U-G. Megan. (laughs) 
Unbelievable. It was only just Jeff. I think she got only you, though. Just. Jeff, we'll have you back No again. chance she beat me there. Oh, come on, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, you've got 200 bucks. Thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builders boost on now by Creative Homes. Jeff, we will get you back. We love you, mate. We love your work. <laughs> No worries, just doing me a bit for everyone else. I love it, Jeff. You like Santa Claus at Christmas time. Just give, 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 don't you? Yep. Jeff's a legend. Megan, what does 200 bucks mean to you? Uh, well, I always said if I was going to get on, I'd come back and play. So I think I'll I'll come back and play. I love it. Yes. I love it, Megan. That is sensational. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Megan from Risden Vale coming back for 300 bucks if you don't mind. That is sensational. Well done, Megan. Cool. Thank we'll, you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good luck with the Christmas shopping. Thank you. What Amazing. A, unbelievable. Looser than Jeff. Well, no. I mean, we know Jeff's, Jeff's the loosest bloke in Australia, to be honest. But, Megan, wonderful stuff. We'll talk to you tomorrow, and we'll do it all again. Thanks to Creative's $50,000 first home builders boost on now by Creative Home. This won't be the last time I talk about the Highlands Bush Fest. You had a good time. I I'm not joking. I had a really great weekend of just with real people. Yeah. But I do just want to shout out to Nadine who sorted out the whole bush fest. She was a chief organiser and the uh, Central Highlands Council who did a fantastic job putting on an event in difficult circumstance because the weather wasn't ideal on Saturday and the people that turned out. Yeah, they still came, didn't they? They still came and it was a success and it was brilliant and next year will be better too. And... I just wanted to say that it was one of those places my weekend was filled with a lot of joy because it was a lot of real people achieving things. On Friday night, I did the work and training awards for Mm -hmm. the apprentice and trainees of the year, which was amazing to hear those stories of resilience and dedication and all of that stuff that was real. And then having real interaction with real people in the Central Highlands was just so much fun. And if you get a chance to go next year to the Highlands Bushfest, Go. You it highly was, recommend. I held a baby goat. I didn't even you talk. What? I didn't even talk about that. I think you buried the lead there, Chips. <laughs> and it held a baby goat. <laughs> well, I thought Snoop Dogg was responsible for drizzling. <laughs> for shizzle, my drizzle. For shizzle, my drizzle. Anyway, uh, thanks for the great show. You can text us all throughout the day on 0488881073. We'll catch you tomorrow. Have a great day. And remember... Treat yourself. I definitely did on the weekend, let me tell you. Ate like a king. Did you? Oh, yeah. What was your favourite thing? Um, oh, I'll talk about it on the show tomorrow at okay. 8.30. Can't wait. <laughs> okay, bye. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M Breakfast.